Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today, I'm here with Dr. Andrew Weiner, who is the Chief of Urology at Kings County Hospital Center in New York. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Weiner. Good morning. My name is Andrew Weiner. I'm a Chief of Urology at Kings County Hospital and a urologic oncologist. I'm Associate Professor of Urology at SUNY Downstate and the Program Director for the Residency. Um, I take care of all things urologic oncology, and um, I'm excited to be here today to talk to you about testicular cancer. So what is some of the ongoing research investigating new approaches for testicular cancer surgery? So the initial surgery for testicular cancer diagnosis and management is actually a fairly straightforward one. So an orchiectomy um, can give you a tissue diagnosis, and it can also treat a number of testicular cancers. Um, Not a ton of research surrounding an orchiectomy, although there is some interest in a partial orchiectomy. And there's some promising data supporting the use of partial orchiectomy in certain cases, in selected cases. Uh, But the real research surrounds an RPLND, or a retroperitoneal lymph node dissection. And this is a highly complex operation and is performed by skilled surgeons who are doing a number of them per year. And the, the research surrounds the use of open versus minimally invasive approaches, i.e. robotic surgery. Um, also, we're looking at uh, the template. So the retroperitoneal lymph nodes are on both sides and in the middle between the aorta and the IVC. And so there are some studies that have been going on for a while, actually looking at bilateral templates versus modified templates. And the jury is still out to some extent as to which is the preferred modality. And depending on individuals that you talk to and institutions that you discuss with, uh, everybody will kind of give you a different answer right now, but uh, there is active research in that realm. One of the most interesting actually uh, areas of research in testicular cancer surgery in particular that's going on right now is there was a recent multi-institutional trial called the SEMS trial looking at stage two seminoma and and surgery, whether or not it's indicated there. And uh, the authors found actually that the oncologic benefit of surgery in stage two seminoma in their cohort that they identified uh, was equivalent to non-seminomas. And this was surprising because the the dogma for a long time in seminoma was that it's not a surgical disease once it's uh, beyond the testis. So in the retroperitoneum, it was really just radiation and chemotherapy. But now we're starting to buck that dogma and look at surgical options for particularly in the retroperitoneum in uh, stage two seminoma. So that's exciting. What is the role of robotic surgery in testicular cancer treatment? We're talking about young men here, and it's a big operation, highly complex operation, working around major blood vessels in the retroperitoneum and vital organs. So the key, and I really want to emphasize this, is the a proper surgery, a proper lymph node dissection. And really, robotics is just a tool to allow a surgeon to, to do that operation. And I think it's more important to discuss what that particular surgeon, she or he, is more comfortable with in doing a thorough lymph node dissection. And with that said though, there are a lot of emerging studies that show feasibility and oncologic equivalence of doing them robotic versus open. So in training these days, we're getting a lot, our residents and our trainees and fellows are getting a lot more experience robotically and find that this approach is, uh, you know, less cumbersome on the surgeon, less cumbersome on the patient, 
you know, faster recovery, shorter hospital stay, less blood loss. Uh, but it is still very much uh, up for debate as to whether or not um, it's the it's ideal. And I think the ultimate discussion should be surrounding what that particular surgeon is more comfortable with in doing a thorough lymph node dissection. So I know you've done extensive research in the area of healthcare disparities. How do these impact the treatment of patients with testicular cancer and how can these be addressed? Yeah, something that's very near and dear to my heart, um, something that we're passionate about and and the um, area that I practice, you know, patients tend to be, there there are a number that are of lower socioeconomic status and uh, underinsured. And if you look at um, studies that have come out looking at the long-term outcomes comparing these two cohorts, those who have closer access and um, more uh, readily available care, uh, there's a major difference in the outcomes here. So I think we need to be paying more attention to this And what you find, and there was a nice study at a UT Southwestern uh, that looked at a model where you're considering a um, a academic, private academic institution and a safety net hospital, but the same group who are taking care of both. And what you found is there is no difference in their outcomes when you have the same team managing those patients. So it's really about access. It's really about education, getting out into the community, awareness. And I think also dispelling some of the stigma that surrounds testicular cancer. You know, patients also delay their care because of shame or, um, uh, you know, a feeling of uh, infallibility, you know, that they're invincible. And so I, I think we need to get more information out to the community and also create teams that manage these patients, both in safety net hospitals as well as in you know private academic centers. To wrap up, do you have any advice for members of the oncology care team who are treating and managing patients with this disease? I think a take-home message for me uh, when treating testicular cancer patients is that really this should be a multidisciplinary approach. I think too often in medicine, we have silos that keep us separated and treating patients individually, whereas we have a lot of smart doctors taking care of patients and and ultimately they will benefit from our joint effort. So a multidisciplinary team with regard to a highly complex um, type of cancer like testicular cancer will ultimately lead to benefit. And this was borne out in studies actually. Another study uh, looked at the multidisciplinary approach and those patients did better when you compared them to national averages um, this was a study out of Indiana University looking at a multidisciplinary approach versus just individual approaches, and they did better. So get your primary care doctor involved. Get your oncologist, your radiologist, your pathologist, and your urologist all taking care of this patient as a team. And I think our patients will really, truly benefit from that. Thank you so much for sharing all this valuable information with us today. Thank you for listening to Oncology Data Advisor. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss an episode. In addition to our podcast, the Oncology Data Advisor site features expert perspectives and news stories on the latest in cancer research and treatments, all found at oncdata.com.